Welcome to Wrinkled Not Dead. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Mike. We may be over 50, but we're here to prove we're still relevant. We have a lot of real-world advice on confronting the challenges, but having fun getting older. We're wrinkled. Not dead. Thanks for joining us for episode number 112 of Wrinkled Not Dead. I'm Mike Bell. And I'm Jen Bell. WrinkledNotDead.com is where you'll find everything to do with our podcast, but also our blog. WrinkledNotDead at gmail.com is how you can reach out to us with a question or a request. Always welcome. Uh, We're found on Instagram, of course, on Facebook, of course, and podcasts everywhere, including iHeartRadio. Guess what our most popular episode has been in uh, all 111 so far? Gosh, I I have no idea. Oh, you will. Fear of flying. Oh, oh gosh. Of which you suffer. Yes. (laughs) And that one, by the way, was uh, episode number 111, or no, this is uh, episode number 19 it was. I just looked it up. Yeah. 19. All right. Um, This podcast, we're not going to talk about religion or politics, right, Mike? We're going to keep it interesting. Um, We bring you some serious information and that, but we just want to stay away from religion and politics. We get enough of that every single day. Uh, We have a company called Michael Bell Productions. We do broadcast advertising on all platforms. We uh, do speaking engagements. We do training programs. You name it, we do it. If you need us, michaelbellproductions.com. Wonderful. We have a special guest today. Oh, we sure do. My favorite person in the whole wide world, Lauren Everts Bostick, creator of The Skinny Confidential. And guess what? We're going to talk about her darling new baby daughter, Zaza, and motherhood. That and more right after this. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, thank you for listening to those short messages. I hope you found one of them interesting. I always do. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. I have a quote to start this whole thing Oh, great. About being a mom. New mm-hmm. moms. Having children just puts the whole world into perspective. Everything else just disappears. Who said that? Kate Winslet. The actress? Yeah. I like her, too. I do, too. And Say I that just... one again. I like <laughs> okay. it. I, no, say it. Uh, well, but do and, your, do your broadcast ta- <laughs> voice. Do, no, no, really. Lauren talks about this a lot, too. <laughs> okay. Having children just puts the whole world into perspective. Everything else just disappears. See, that's the same voice you have all the time. It's your broadcast voice as well. <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh, what gosh. we learned this week. Oh, this is great. Oh, actually, this is kind of uh, poignant right now because it's very, very uh, contemporary in what's going on around the world. What did we learn this week, Jen? 
None of us can go to the gym because of COVID. Correct, Mike? I you mean, are everything correct. is closed. Do you want to really? No, no, no. I've been a germ freak from the beginning, and so this only intensifies I gotcha. it. But they're closed. Mm. I think probably across the world. I don't know. I don't know, but enough of them are. So I looked up what you can do at home easily with basically no equipment except your own body. Oh. So this is what they say. If you can just do this a day, it'll keep you in pretty good shape. 20 sit-ups, mm-hmm. 15 push-ups. Okay, that's doable. Yeah. 20 arm circles. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's from the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 30 calf raises. Okay. Sitting down, you know, you raise, you know, the calves on your toe. A 30 second plank. Okay, okay, planking 30 seconds is very doable. Is very doable. Yeah. 15 jumping jacks. Yep. Yep, got that. 20 squats. Okay, with no weight. Correct. All okay. of this is with no weight. Oh, okay. And a 20-second wall sit. Okay, well, those are, those are, <laughs> are hard. Those I know. Are... <laughs> those, now, we're going to put that on our blog so you can go back to that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because these are simple. No, they, they're very simple, and you don't need a lot of space. You don't need any equipment. Um, thank God burpees aren't on that list. I know, God, those, I aren't those the most God-awful uh. exercise known to humanity is a burpee. Okay, uh, what we learned this week is great. We'll be on the, in the, on the blog for as well. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have a thorn. We have a rose. One is bad. One is kind of what we learned about it. What would that be? Don't panic about medical billing. Mike, you tell this story oh, because it's, it's this is really important. It's short and sweet important. because I want to get to the Lauren interview. Of course. I really do. But it's about medical buildings. Uh, buildings. I had buildings as well because I couldn't <laughs> find the damn place. <laughs> yeah, remember. remember that? I use Waze. I do this and that, and I'm lost in, in the desert. You I, know, it's just terrible. He it's just has awful. the worst. I am awful. Worst anyway, direction. It, but this is about the building part, not the building part. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's moving really slow. and. and I, I had a procedure. I had an uh, an appendectomy. Okay. Well, they're going to charge for that, of course. So now the bills are starting to come in, and, and I, I, I didn't know what to do because I went through emergency. Nobody or a few of them had the requisite information. Like, I'm on Medicare, and I have a supplemental. So I get the whole bill, which is like fainting time. It's so <laughs> huge. It's this ginormous thing, and you'll go, oh, my God. So you wait, you wait, you wait. You call them up. And you're on, oh, it took forever. But I got somebody who was fabulous at it and said, look, it, don't worry. Everything because of COVID is so slow. You're going to get you're going to get multiple iterations of this. You're going to get the whole bill. Then you're going to get what Medicare paid for the bill. Then you're going to get eventually the supplemental. So don't freak out. And it doesn't matter if you're on Medicare, if you're young enough to be celebrating that fact. But anyway, um, don't freak out when you get this ginormous thing. Everything will be fine. It's just going to take you a while, just like everything else in the world, right? I think that's the lesson from COVID is that we have to slow down and be patient. And that's difficult for all of us because we're into instant gratification, instant information. Yeah. And that's just not the way it's working right now. No, it's not. Okay. We are so happy to do this today, <laughs> Yeah, aren't we? Oh. About uh, 17 years ago, Yep. We met a young lady. She was well, how old would she have been at that time? I don't know. It's about, about six, seven, seventeen years ago, and yeah, yeah. Uh, she would have been any anyway, a young person, mid to to later teens. Lauren Everts at the time, and we met through our dogs. She had a uh-huh. little Chihuahua. We had a little Chihuahua. Right. She was a neighbor of ours, and we became instant friends. It was like we'd known each other for many years. I know. the The poignant part of this is that we met Lauren. 
when she was just getting into the concept of producing not only a blog, but uh, eventually a podcast. But the Skinny Confidential uh, whole concept began with our knowing her over the years. And, I mean, at that time, there wasn't a lot of stuff going no, on No, she there. was one of so, the first. And she was so determined and so dynamic and so forthright and so absolutely focused, she got it done while we kind of watched in amazement. And it took place over a few years, but she and it didn't make any money doing it for the longest period of time. But I never saw anybody so single-minded as Lauren Everts, now Lauren Everts Bostic, with a young child named Zaza. So, Lauren, when did you get the sense that you were pregnant? Any kind of feeling? or I mean, we used to call it expecting for old people who couldn't even say pregnant. Not one sense I was pregnant. Not even a little inkling that I was pregnant. Really? I truly did not know for seven weeks and had Mimi not slipped a pregnancy test, my sister, in, a, in my briefcase, I would not have known. And for some reason, I just, we, we weren't not trying, but we weren't trying, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I just kept taking pregnancy tests sporadically and just decided to take one over lunch with Michael. We were set to go to Cabo the next day. I was ready to drink margaritas and, you know, do nothing. And I always say the worst and the best time to find out you're pregnant is the day before Cabo. The worst because <laughs> who wants to find out they're pregnant before they can go drink tequila? But the best because I got to tell Michael in Cabo. So no signs. Looking back, I would say I was really tired and I was I had a day where I ran to the kitchen and ate the entire kitchen and then fell asleep. So that's maybe the the most signs. And I kind of was grossed out by a cheeseburger, which is not normally the situation. So those are only the things that kind of told me. So right out the shoot, though, did you have cravings maybe that other than not liking the cheeseburger, did you have cravings that like something you wanted to eat that you normally didn't eat? Normally, I have muscles all the time with a good white wine sauce and a glass of red wine, and we went and had one, and I wasn't that hungry for them, and that was weird. Um, but as far as cravings when I was pregnant, I craved sweet potato with a huge slab of butter, like the whole entire <laughs> thing of butter, um, with, with pomegranate seeds, tons of pomegranate seeds, and cinnamon, and it's so good. Mm. Um, and then I also craved warm chocolate chip bagels with cream cheese, which I will not be eating now. <laughs> oh so, so are you put off the food that you craved while you were pregnant? While I was pregnant, I have not had the cravings that I had when I was pregnant. I have not had now since I have given birth. Really interesting. I can't. I can't do it. I, ha I gained fifty-five pounds. I have to tighten things up now, and you know, it's one thing when you're pregnant and you're sitting in the dark eating cookies, but now it's time to tighten things up. And you told me that in Cabo or something, when you told Michael, he just kept staring at the wall. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I told him that he couldn't, he was speechless. I told him and he, no, I think I told you when I was, when I, we were, we were, we went to Italy and we found out it was a girl. And right. that's when he was staring at the wall. Uh. Um, we found out it was a girl and he stared at the wall for five hours. And was sweating profusely. And you kept all that secret, he, too. He, you know what? He loves having a girl now. He absolutely loves it. Um, oh. I actually think if you were to ask him, he would say that he likes being a girl dad more than anything. 
I'm sure until she turns dating age, then he'll say, well, I yeah. don't know, I changed my opinion, but who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's already, he's already <laughs> making straight jackets as we speak. Okay, so for everybody who hasn't had a baby, does it hurt <laughs> when you're giving um, birth? I actually think that the most painful thing about the whole process is afterwards. Afterwards? It's has been really rough. It's oh, been really? really rough. It's hard to gain all this weight. It screws with your hormones. You get irritable really easily. And you also don't have your husband or your mate to understand if you're if you're married to a guy at least because they'll never they'll never be able to comprehend what you did. So that's it's not it's hard to have someone on to bounce that off with. The postpartum's been definitely the most difficult. My pregnancy was a breeze until the very, very end when everything just hurt and you know, I had the worst heartburn because she had so much hair. But, I mean, every single day I would walk to Pilates and take Pilates, and I didn't never threw up once, never got nauseous. I traveled everywhere. I drank coffee every day. I, um, I had a very easy pregnancy. And as far as the birth, I think I wouldn't say I had an easy birth, but I wouldn't say I had a hard birth. I would say that I had an intense birth that I liked. I liked the birth process. And I definitely look forward to doing the birth process again. I like the whole thing about it. it. I got the epidural before I was in any pain. I just wanted baby to come into the world with really good, calm, low-frequency energy. And I think that with the epidural, it's, it's, it's easy to do that as opposed to screaming and being in pain. I just didn't want that for the baby so and also like let's be honest it's nice to be on an epidural it feels like you're on heroin floating above the clouds so <laughs> it's, uh, the epidural is great in my opinion for me yeah but you i anybody who follows the skinny confidential knows that you put the work in as well you were you know you kept extremely healthy throughout the whole pregnancy and really you were prepared more than i would say most women are before they give birth. So you have to give yourself a lot of credit that way and the people who advised you and uh, trained you and helped you along the way as well, huh? Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't, I think I was healthy, but I also think I did things like eat chocolate chip bagels and cookies. But what I would do is I would just really crowd that out with like a spirulina smoothie or, you know, hiring a doula or taking the right vitamins or making sure that I was doing minerals and herbs and all these different things, but also enjoying myself because I'm never going to eat the way I ate, you know, <laughs> like that again. That's, those days are over. So what's, um, a, what's a doula? So a doula is someone that basically sets the energy of the process. So hmm. when you give birth, you have the doctors and the nurses, and then you have your husband. And I knew that I was going to want someone to manage the energy. I knew that if, Michael got stressed or hungry, like I couldn't be dealing with that because I was focused on, you know, the baby. And I knew that not all the nurses, you know, there's so many great nurses, but there are nurses sometimes that you get that maybe aren't on the same wavelength as you. So what the doula does is she, she comes in probably six, seven weeks before you give birth, maybe, maybe longer, maybe like three months before you give birth. And she starts to tell you what to expect and puts together a birth plan. Do you want to give the baby a vitamin K shot when they come out or no? Do you want to catch the baby? Do you want the baby to have hep B when, he come, when the baby comes out? Do you, 
you know, want your husband to be staring at your vagina or do you want them to be behind the sheet? Like she sets at, like the birth plan for you so you know exactly what to expect. So I got to curate the experience with her. And then when she when it was go time, I already knew her because we worked together six times to get my birth plan. She was she was walking me through laboring at home. So I didn't want to go straight to the hospital because I don't like hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um so I just said, listen, I want to stay at home as long as I possibly can. And she had me stay at home and labor at home. And Michael was freaking out <laughs> and take as much time as I could. And when I was ready to go to the hospital, I texted her and she met us there and she made the check-in very simple. She was, the nurses sometimes will, I don't want to say bully you, but they will, there's agendas in the hospital. Mm-hmm. For instance, they want to put you on this thing called Pitocin which rushes the labor because they want to get you out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I wanted Pitocin. So I, I, to have her there and be an advocate on something that she knows a lot about was great. I didn't want anyone else in the room besides Michael. So I did, it was nice to have the feminine energy of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she also came in and set essential oils and put like low music on and, and put the playlist that I wanted when I gave birth and, put like those candles you guys light them all the time at your house the ones that um that don't have the flame because you can't light flame in the hospital right yeah and just made sure michael was fed and and if michael had questions there was a nurse all the nurses were amazing besides one that was you know telling me to roll over on my stomach to switch positions now if you can't move your legs and you're on an epidural and you're nine and a half ten months in the last thing on the planet Earth that you want to do is lay on your stomach. Right. I can imagine. So she was able to help us, you know, manage that situation of getting me a new nurse that was going to work better with my personality. And then when the baby was coming out, she was, you know, having me breathe. So she really kind of like coaches you through the whole thing because you don't know what you're going into. And then at the end, she takes your placenta and she encapsulates it. Huh. She literally walks out of the hospital with your placenta in a cooler and takes it to her house and sterilizes everything and puts it in pills. So the whole thing, like, it's obviously a luxury, but for me, I think it made my first birth go 20 times smoother than it would without her. Wow. The the placenta pill, do you take that? Um, Yeah, I take it all the time. It's really good for your hormones. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. that. Huh. Yeah, I think my eat my placenta like probably like a couple times a week. It's in a pill. Fantastic! I I had no wow, idea. Me either. So so a it, lot of people a lot of people think it's really weird, but I did a lot of research uh-huh. on it, and I'm like, if I can get it encapsulated, it's two hundred bucks. Yeah. And it, it say it does nothing, okay, but say it does do something. Yeah. And you know what's cool is that she told me that I should save like ten of the pills and freeze them. And when Zaza's 13 and going through puberty, they'll actually help alleviate puberty symptoms for her. Oh my gosh, gosh. that's fantastic. Isn't it ever? I know. That's something else. I don't think a lot of people know about this. No, I think, and I think a lot of people think, ew, that's so gross, but. I don't know. um, It's part of you. The placenta is supposed to do all these amazing things for the mother. I can even tell, I'm going to tell you right now some of the benefits. They have all kinds of benefits. It's like, um, let me see. It can help prevent postpartum depression, improve your mood, energy and milk supply, provides you macronutrients, iron. I don't know. I just feel like might as well eat it. 
I think that's wonderful, and you would have never known without this doula, right? Yeah, the doula was very helpful. And to just to shout her out, her name's Andre Lemon. Okay. Andre Lemon. All right. Okay. So I have another question. What's the best thing about being a mom? <laughs> is there one thing, or is there so many things? The best thing about being a mom, I think, is it's really interesting to see a mixture, and this is probably a narcissistic answer, of yourself and your husband. Uh-huh. Like, she'll do things that remind me so much of Michael, like expressions, but then she has my energy, but then she looks like Michael with my eyes. It's just, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite, my absolute favorite part. And um, also the fact that she's so, so pure. And when something's going wrong in the world, like we're in quarantine now, it's, you know, it's like a dog. You know, when you touch a dog and you get mm-hmm. just that pureness and the the sweet vulnerability, It's there's something special about that, which is why I can't wait for you guys to hold her and stuff because I know she's going to make everyone feel better when we're out of quarantine. Yeah. Does she help you be in the moment? Because babies are always in the moment. And that's hard to yeah. be as an adult, isn't it? Very hard to always be in the moment. And so the fun things I was thinking of that you're going to have as she gets older is that you get to go back and be a kid again. You get to go to Disneyland and go on all the yeah, kid rides and you get to play in the sand and sand castles, things like that, that if you were doing together as adults, people would think you're a stranger, high or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But when you're with a child, can't you relive your childhood? Yep. you can. We get to watch all these Disney movies that we would never be watching. And when her godparents have to take her to SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> Because mom wants to go have a margarita at Alfay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I think that's cool. I think that that's a special part. It's the nostalgic part. Yeah. So has it been difficult being a mom doing, during COVID? I mean, I don't know anything different at this point. But yeah, exactly. What am I oh, saying? Gosh. I mean, Isn't that ridiculous? I think that it has the pros and cons, right? It's okay. cool that Michael's got to be on a paternity leave, and I've got to spend so much time with the baby, and we've been home with her, like, every second. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I'd like to take her in a stroller and walk down the street to a cafe and sit down and have a cup of coffee. Yeah. That'd be nice. So you got to spend time uh, with her, like, all the time, every second, because we're in lockdown almost. But the bad part is we haven't been able to visit. Yeah, we were afraid yeah, to. That's probably the hardest part is that a lot of people that would have met her haven't been able to meet her yet or haven't been able to see her as much as they'd like. So that's the best part about being a mom is you see yourself and Michael. What's the most difficult thing about being a mom so far? The most difficult thing is probably the postpartum. And can you explain And it has nothing post- to do with the baby. Can you explain postpartum? Yeah, it's kind of like... The feeling of postpartum, how it rises, is it feels like you're about to get in a car accident and you get that rush through your body. Do you know what I'm talking about? I kind of do, yeah. Like if someone's, if, if, if you're walking down the street and a huge bicycle were to be coming towards you and you thought that it was going to crash into you, you get like that rush mm-hmm. of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. That's at like ten, 10 times a day. And is it sad, a sad rush of adrenaline? Because you know when you have a rush of adrenaline, it it's fear? a fight. Yeah. yeah, it's like fear. Yeah, it's kind of like a fear of adrenaline, and then you get tired from the adrenaline. Okay. Yeah, postpartum, and the postpartum is like, it's exhausting. It's like, you're just, you're tired, you're grumpy, you're irritable. It's kind of like being on your period, right before your period, but times 800. Wow. That's probably the hardest. And sometimes, you know, 
you feel a little bit low because it's a lot of weight to gain. You know, it's a lot of weight to gain. 55 pounds is a lot of weight. And then, you know, I still have 20 pounds to lose. So it's not really it's not like an anxiety or anything. It's kind of, is it more like, is it more like fear and uh, apprehension? Yeah. You start thinking about things you never would have thought about. For oh. instance, if I'm changing her diaper, I'll start thinking, what if that picture frame falls on her? Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Uh, like, kind of like how Jen always thinks. I live my entire life like that. That's why I'm a crazy person. Yeah, I always think of what can go wrong before what can go yeah, right. Yeah, you and Michael do that all the time. I, I guess I've never lived like that at all. I've never looked at things like that, and now I am. And so um, that's weird. But, I mean, I have to say that Michael has been, is like your Michael. He's He does 50% of the work. And I think... A lot of women get, I don't want to say in trouble, but they get frustrated because they end up doing 75 to 95% of the work and their husband doesn't do anything. Like I know husbands that don't change diapers. I know husbands that don't want to hold their kids until they're six months old because they're scared. I mean, I Michael is like truly like, we'll wake her up. He'll change her diaper. He'll set up the yeah. car seat. He'll give her a bath. He, in fact, he gave her a bath before I gave her a bath. He is just really comfortable with holding her and stuff. And I think that that goes into, like, not settling for a shitty partner because when you're going to raise a child with someone, you want to make sure they're equipped. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise to you how involved that Michael is in caring for Zaza, correct? No, it wasn't a surprise, but he's actually more hands-on than I thought. He's oh. even more hands-on, which I always knew he was going to be really hands-on. But And I don't know if that's because we're in quarantine, but he is... He's almost sometimes greedy. <laughs> I'm like, give me a baby. Well, we know and love Michael, and it doesn't surprise us at all to be truthful. No, no when I see him on your Instagram um, yeah, I loving know. his little girl, I mean, it's I just, so it, you yeah. want to just croak. It's so cute. It's it is. Yeah, so... they're cute. So he has his own diaper bag. It's all organized. Oh, uh, of course, it's organized. And he went out and bought the diaper bag kind he wanted like it's really funny and cute and i saw how he got a new stroller that also turned into a, no, a car, car seat, seat. Was it, yeah, yeah it was a stroller and then you could flip it and then it becomes a car seat how excited he was when it arrived yeah please he loves his gadgets and gizmos so another question i have is about pets and newborns you know we got ricky ricardo because of a lady who had newborns and right they were twins, that's right and he was licking their head and she didn't want Ricky Ricardo, which is our little Chihuahua, to be that so close involved. To the, to how, how are you doing? And what are, what would you tell our listeners about babies and pets? I think for me, I'm not I'm not micromanaging my pets with the baby at all. I have one Chihuahua Boone who you guys are like basically is your second Chihuahua. Oh yeah. Um, and he's like loves her up every second and is, he could put his butthole on her face and they're fine. You know? <laughs> like he's licking her mouth. Like I, I don't micromanage that because he's obsessed with her. The other Chihuahua is 16 years old and I'm more worried about her comfort level as opposed to the babies. Like I don't want her to, her to be jealous. I don't want her to feel sad. So I, I just make sure that like they don't get too close because I don't want Pixie who you guys have gone back with since she was like oh yeah born born when she was born yeah i think that i i don't want them to 
not like each other. So I kind of have to manage that relationship. But Boone actually knew I was pregnant before I did. He kept jumping on my stomach and knew. Wow. I mean, he knew. Oh, my gosh. And so the way he was when I was pregnant, I've never seen anything like it. He would not leave my stomach alone. He sat on my stomach every single day. And, I mean, he's just truly obsessed with the baby. I think he thinks he's the father. <laughs> oh, <that is> so, <laughs> well, <laughs> so so you just kind of embrace yeah. what would you tell people embrace your baby and and your pets but be mindful of how they get along i would say everyone's different you have to do what works for you but for me i i i want my daughter to love dogs i uh-huh. think that that's, that's great be kind to animals is like probably my top three things I want to teach her so I'm not going to I'm not going to micromanage the dogs and honestly if she sticks her finger in Boone's ear and he nips her then she shouldn't do that you know mm-hmm, I told mm-hmm. her the other day be gentle yeah you have to be gentle yeah I, I remember you saying that she was getting a little grabby uh, on Boone yeah she was getting a little grabby with the fur and yeah. I had to show her okay and has that changed yeah, she's, be, she's been more gentle lately. Oh, that's cool. Well, I have to say, too, that my mother did the same thing. She put a dog in my crib. <laughs> but I know that was back in the day. But, but I, I grew up loving and caring all, for all creatures. And I hate to kill anything like a spider or, you know, anything like that because I love all creatures. Uh, I think it you're comes... The, and you're the best at that. That's the perfect example. Well, and that comes from, from being a baby with, with a pet. And my mother did yeah. make sure that, you know, it, mm-hmm. Sasha, she was a Dachshund, didn't nip at me. But I think once she did, and my mom said, you see, you know, this is what you get. Yeah, it wasn't terrified. Exactly. And tri- yeah, yeah, that's so, great. So I have to say, and that, I think when you teach babies and children how to love animals, that goes on to loving humans and their own babies as they get older. I, I totally agree with you. I think that... I think personally, like for us, we want to introduce our kids or us. We have more babies immediately to the animal, like mm-hmm. literally the first day they come home. And we, I put Boone in Zaza's crib all the time, like how your mom did. Yeah. So that's really funny. You have to tell Vera that I said that. Oh, I, well, she said hello, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Jen just sort of said something kind of important as well as it, you know, now uh, many of our listeners are grandparents or older friends and things like that, and they, they probably have a different experience of raising a child, including the part with the pets. Mm-hmm. And so uh, do you feel uncomfortable about letting everybody, regardless of their age, know that, hey, this is the way it's going to be. Uh, Sasa's going to you know, hang out with Boone, and Boone's going to be good to her, or we'll just let him work it out. I think that, honestly, like, we're at a point right now where you just have to drown out everyone's opinions. Everyone has an opinion on everything. Mm. I mean, you know, some people like sleep schedules, some people don't. I think everyone's different, and everyone's just going to have to do whatever works for them. And as far as parenting advice, I'm not going to go read Google, and I'm not going to read a book. I'm just going to do what my intuition says. And I know not everyone's going to like it, but at the end of the day, I'm not telling anyone how to parent. So I don't, I hope that people would give me the same respect. And so what advice or thoughts would you give for grandparents? For grandparents? Yeah. (laughs) Because there there are, there are listeners, you know, and how can they learn from you? We don't mean specifically, you know, Zaza's grandparents, but it goes back to just what I was saying is that they, you know, a different experience. My mom was afraid of dogs, for example. And she, you know, she, she wouldn't, she didn't want a dog around any of the kids, you know, my brothers. But for us old folks, yeah, 
how can I be a better, yeah. you know, great godparent to Zaza or somebody else? I mean, how can grandparents sort of become more involved in their grandchildren but not be overpowering what what can right you that's right advise? i think that you i think that you can just form a separate relationship with the child that's separate from the parents and i think you know when i used to go to my grandma's house i used to want the strawberry candies in the in the clear dish she always had candy for me mm-hmm. my grandpa always carried skittles and so i knew like <laughs> You know, maybe I wasn't getting skills and strawberry candies from my god and mom, but I would go to my grandparents and there was always like a special, a special treat. And then like, you know, my, my grandma took me to like, uh, this store that was like a tea party store and we had a tea party. So she would do things that maybe I wasn't doing with my parents that were special. And my grandma, I think as grandparents, my grandparents never judged me. Ah. They always just listened. It, it was different as a parent. Your parents are more judgy. Uh-huh. Your grandparents are um, more open. It's because they, you know, they maybe already did it before with with their kids, and so they're they're more uh, relaxed and leisurely. Yeah. And then when they turn 18, open a bottle of police and stay with them. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you just say, do your thing, just love your grandkids, and do it your way, right? Yeah, and make sure you have a, a clear dish with strawberry candies in it. <laughs> exactly. And the poorly no one knows. No one knows where to buy them. We never knew how they appeared on all of our grandma's table sides. <laughs> well, you had, you had a very special grandmother, so, I mean, I loved her, too. I felt like she was like a friend, a grandmother, a parent, all of the above. So is there anything else you want to add to talking about being a parent now in these modern times to our listeners? I would just say take each day as it comes. The world is a wild place right now, and you have to be able to pivot and be malleable and try not to let it affect you emotionally and try to look at it from a logical perspective. And that's, the fact is, is we're all in the same situation. There's nowhere you can travel to. Lauren, I keep getting, I have to do your name, Lauren Everts Bostic. It's a long name now. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, and thank you so much for your insight today because it's important. Oh, here, here's Zaza at the end. Hear that? I can hear, Z- I can hear Zaza put it. See, just like her mother, she has to have the last word. I love it. She has to have the last word, and she has to be on stage. She heard everyone talking about her. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for telling us all about what's going on in your life and all of that. And we just love you, and we love Zaza. She can't wait to see you guys. We love you. That was so fun. I don't know what to say. This is what a wonderful person. We'll be right back. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Well, we learn more every oh, time we speak to that person. Honestly, you always take, you flourish whenever you talk to Lauren. Every I really day. do. When I talk to Lauren, um, I just feel happy, hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, she's one of the most genuine, loving, deep, old souls that I have ever met. Mm-hmm. Just love her. And something for everyone who is over 50 out there. Don't, for a moment, think that you can't uh, form a friendship with a younger person. If you can do that through your later years, you will learn so much. You will benefit so much by that relationship. It's going to be very fruitful. So seek it out. Don't let don't let it slip as you get older. Form new friendships, but look for one with uh, younger people as well because it's important to you. Yeah, a lot of people our age get intimidated by youth or feel they can't keep up or feel some people feel jealous of the youth, too. <laughs> you know what? That's a super point. Yeah. That is a super point. Uh, uh, envy and jealousy of people who are coming up and maybe, hey, you're going to leave you in the dust? Well, I hope so. Exactly. I can't wait for Lauren to leave us more in the dust and her husband, Michael. I mean, to watch oh. their dynamism is to be uh, blessed in every way, right? Michael Bostic is a gem. Yeah, he is a great guy. We, we love him dearly. Okay, fun facts about motherhood. These are great. Thank you for digging this one out. I, <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy this. Are you this ready, yeah, everybody? I am, I am ready. Go ahead. There are currently over 2 billion moms in the entire world. All of them live in New York. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The average age of new moms is 25, while it was 21 back in 1970. And get this about kids. Okay. In the 1700s, there were 7 to 10 kids per family. Wow. In 1950, three to five, we say three and a half kids. I yeah, don't know how you get a half a yeah, kid. Yeah. But in 2012, 2012, two children per family was the average. So it's going down, the mm-hmm. amount of children that the are no, being born. Yeah, well, some of that is you know, dictated by certain countries as well, sure. as we know. Sure, And uh, you know who they are. Uh, um, also, I, because of COVID, again, we have to keep bringing it up. Uh, the uh, population of the world is declining right now. Yes. I just read that this morning. Yes. In the 1700s, moms averaged 7 to 10 kids. Well, well, it's 3.5. Well, it's 2 now. This is great. But as I say, it is declining worldwide. And working moms include about 72% of all moms with kids over one year old. Huh? Say that one again. Yeah. Working moms yep. include about 72% of all moms. So 72% wow. of all moms are working with kids over one year old. Oh, my so, gosh. Mm-hmm. Look at child care. Then. Mm-hmm. Huh? 55% of moms with kids under age one work outside the home. Again, the importance of teaching in schools, but also of uh, child care no yeah. matter what age. Hmm? It's yeah. amazing. And working moms spend 13 hours a day working at their job and at home. Wow. Oh. 13 hours. No wonder they're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you the kicker because okay. this is so this is funny. The best one. This is so funny. Okay, go ahead. A mom will have changed 7,300 diapers by the time her baby turns two. Oh, the smell. 
<laughs> I remember when diapers used to be the cloth thing and you'd throw them into the pail. Yes. Do you remember that? And some poor slob would have to come around and pick it up. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, was, back in my mom's day, nasty. like way back, yeah. they, they washed them. You know, they washed you washed the them diaper. at home. Yes, Well, yes. diaper services were a huge luxury, too. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Although, thanks for digging that up. That was great. Jen's Health Minute. One of the best things about our show is Jen's Health Minute because she always has something that's really interesting. And this one is particularly interesting because it has to do with heart attacks or strokes. So this is, of course, geared towards moms that are sitting with their babies and Mm -hmm. rocking them to sleep and all of that. But it's also important for everybody. Want to decrease your risk of heart attack or stroke? Set a timer and stand up every hour. When you sit for long stretches, triglycerides and inflammation increase while good cholesterol drops. Standing actually reduces these risk factors. Hmm. I'm on cholesterol-reducing medication, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, because I have a, uh, an appointment with my doctor, I'm going to tell her about this. Isn't that interesting? I, I, it's short, sweet, and simple, but I, I didn't know anything about that. That's it, incredible. Exactly, and it has to do with really everybody. Yeah, it does. A lot of people are at home now, working from home not moving around as much, mm-hmm. it's really important even doing these, during these COVID times. I had no idea that that was the point you were going to make about this thing. It is so simple. And why isn't everybody involved in that one? I, I mean, everybody should know that. Well, I think when you work in an office, you get up, yeah. you walk around, you this and that. I think at home, you tend to get, well, anyways, we do, yeah. more focused in oh. and we don't move. I you, mean, we're at our computer. But moms, you need to get up and move around. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's good to do. I am going to talk to my doctor about that. Okay, time off. And this is really, I think this is one of the best nuggets that you've come across in a long time. Time off. Go ahead. People are alone. They're lonely. They're scared, yeah. whether they're in a nursing home or they're al- they don't have any family around them or whatever. During COVID, it's really important to call a friend who may be feeling lonely right now. I've come across that a lot with a lot of my friends. Um, and particularly for those who are in nursing homes. I do this with my mother. I do this with um, our friend Elaine. Send a card. Yes, send a card through snail mail. Um, Just the act of doing this gives you a feeling of happiness. So it's a win-win situation. Reach out either by phone or real card. It's nothing like getting a card through the mail that you open up and you can keep, particularly for people who are older who don't use their phone like we do. You know, they don't have iPhones or their computers. You send a card. Then they can reflect back on that, and they won't feel so lonely. So if you can do that, I think that's my time off. When I'm writing that card yeah. or I'm calling a friend, yeah. that it makes me happy, and that is better than any kind of show or book or anything. Well, like you say, it's better to give than to receive. Oh, yeah. And guess what? You get a benefit on the way back. Absolutely. And also, what, very important to what you just said, snail mail, yeah, well, I mean, it's still very viable and you know people with diminished capabilities yes. in the nursing homes or 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 even their own mental health at home getting something in the mail like that that they can instantly relate to is is fantastic i mean you can always send a text obviously to a friend saying I know, i'm thinking about you i love you and all that but the actual voice was so is so nice yeah yeah call them or send uh, boy that a note is a great guys are horrible at that. Yeah, yeah, we're terrible at that. Okay, I have a quote for everybody who is a mother. Motherhood is messy, emotional, hard, exhausting, thankless, and totally worth it. Oh, I love that.
Isn't it good? Yeah, and you know what I think also for our older listeners being grandparents, it's there's nothing like it. And we're, uh, I just can't wait to meet Zaza and just love her up. <laughs> Grandparents. Easy, easy, easy. All worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> come come again next week. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this program and listening to the dearest woman in the world, Lauren Everts Bostick, and about her wonderful husband, Michael Bostick, and Zaza. And So I'm going to leave you with this. Okay. I think this is what Lauren kind of said to all of us. Okay. Being a mother is learning about strength you didn't know you had and dealing with fears you didn't know existed. And remember, every day is a new one. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.